Let's talk a little baseball with the pitcher himself, Chris Bazio. What is up, brother? TC, how you doing? I'm good, man. I am. I am good. So uh, we had a perfect game last night, my friend, as I'm sure you're aware of. I'm not sure if uh, you watched it. Uh, you watched it uh, on television with all of the green empty seats there at the old Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, Ricky Henderson Field, Ring Central, whatever in the heck they're calling it now. But uh, Domingo Herman, a guy who came in here struggling. How about these stats, Boz? D- Domingo Herman throws a perfect game last night, the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. All right, first Yankee since David Cohn did it, what, 24 years ago. Um, coming into the game, Herman has never thrown a complete game, and he was winless against the A's. He was 0-6, had a balloon type of ERA coming into the game. And he goes, not just no-no, but he goes perfecto. What do you think of that? You know, I know he's had some some struggles this year, obviously with the suspension and, you know, in the last start against Seattle, giving up, I think, 10 earnings. Yeah. But but listening to the uh, the broadcast today, I just, I think New York scored eight runs in one inning against Oakland today. And yep. Last time I looked, it was like 10 to 3, but they were talking about out of all the guys on their staff, Herman's the one that has carried uh, no hitters the deepest into games, aside from the lefty that lost a no hitter last year. Herman's been most consistent about getting in the fifth and sixth inning, and they even said out of all their guys, he was the guy to do it because he's got such good command. And it just goes to show you. In this game of baseball, you never know when it's going to happen. You never know when it's going to click. You know, the other thing that I noticed, um, some of those outs, and I know we're not overshifting, but I looked at Donaldson. He's sitting right in the 5-6 hole. You know how hard it is, would it be for me to give up the third base line? Right. And a no-hitter like that? And yeah. for them to play him in that spot – I saw two outs where Donaldson made the last one in particular where he was way off the line for a right-handed batter. Hmm. And it's just amazing because you need a lot of stuff to go on. You need some defensive plays. And that's the thing that was crazy, TC. There weren't a lot of defensive plays behind him. It was a pretty ho-hum perfect game. Yeah, pretty clean. You know, no question about that. And, you know, a lot of different elements to, to touch on, you know, with that. But – I know you threw a no-hitter, and we had talked about this before. It goes back to your point of, like, you never know. what You go to the ballpark as a player, go to the ballpark as a fan. You never know what you're going to get, especially like fans. They go and like, hey, maybe today could be the day, and you got a couple of three-up, three-down innings, and all of a sudden you're in the fourth, and you're thinking, hey, maybe today could be the day, no matter who the pitcher is. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but didn't you tell me that the start before your no-no, that it didn't go so well? I set a career high in strikeouts with 12. <laughs> and, at, and after that, we, we flew home, and I threw my no-hitter on three days rest with the flu. That's right. Eric, yeah. Han- yeah. Eric Hansen was supposed to start, yeah. and I got a call at home from Lou Pinella and he's like, Hey, Hanson can't go. He's thrown up all over the place. And I said, well, I'm, 
I'm doing the same thing, but I'll go. <laughs> He's like, we don't have anybody else. And I said, I got no problem. I'll go. And I went there and I, you know, I walked the first two guys. I mean, I was, I was thrown up before the game, right after my warm up. Normally I threw like 40 pitches in a very methodical bullpen where I always go down and away and then arm side with all my pitches, about 40 pitches. I, I cut it off at 25 and I tossed the ball in the stands. Sammy Ellis, our pitching coach goes, where are you going? I said, I gotta go. I gotta go get sick. I'm gonna go throw up. <laughs> During the national anthem, I'm throwing up in the in the runway in there while while Edgar is stopping, hitting off the tees. Like, you all right? And I'm like, we're gonna go. We're gonna find out. I walk the first two guys of the game. Sammy Ellis comes back out there. He goes, "What are we doing?" I'm like, "Well, you're the flipping pitching coach. Why don't you tell me?" <laughs> he goes, "Let's get a double play. Let's get out of this." So I I threw Andre Dawson some cutters. Uh, Struck him out. Mike Greenwell hit a double play ball. And the next thing I know, I woke up in the eighth inning of this game. I had no idea where I even was. Wow. It was, it was unbelievable. And, and that's kind of the way it goes with no hitters and perfect games. You just, you keep rolling, you keep rolling, you keep hitting spots and they keep swinging early in the count like they did yesterday with Herman. You need a lot of that. And like I said earlier, you, you know, you need luck. Oh, yeah. You, you need some luck. But that, that thing last night, man, I, I can't even think about. And I, I was watching the highlights today. There wasn't really even a hard hit ball. A ball that was really squared up. Real, I mean, really good. Because normally you'll see a couple. And that's why I said it was kind of a whole hummer because – I know in my game, I had guys diving all over the place on that kingdom turf. Yeah. And again, like you said, the kingdom turf, you're playing on not just carpet, you're playing on cement. That's what you're playing on. And that you ground ball in a hole. I mean, that's like, that's like a given, man. It's, it's going to be a base hit, but yeah, either hit it right at guys or get great defensive plays. And you know, you had a really good defensive team behind you, uh, that day too, and that team, but. Yeah, it is, it is crazy that things have to go your way. Now, what about this? And you've heard it. I know. Well, it was the A's. I mean, they're a glorified double A team. But here's the thing about people don't understand about the A's. Their offense is actually pretty darn good. Okay. It's not bottom of the barrel. Their pitching is just awful. Their defense isn't very good, but they got some sticks. But you're right. It just seemed like that they were going through the motions. You had 12,000 in attendance, about probably not eight or 9,000 or probably Yankee fans there last night, you know, night game in, in Oakland. But so, I mean, do you put a little bit into that? Like you said, oh, it was a whole home game, but okay, it was the A's. You know, Herman, I, I mean, I watched the last three innings. He, I think he made two mistakes on location pitches. And, you still got to throw the no hitter. And like you said, these, these guys can hit, these guys can put the bat on the ball. You know, I mean, they're not leading the league in offense, but still that's a big park where a lot of balls can drop. If anything, that's a team that you would really kind of be on the defense for because they don't drive the ball that much. And they're, they're more of a singles hitter. They got some guys that can hit it out, but you're right. You still got to throw it. You still got to throw it over, but I think in this case you just got to give her mom the credit because he was he was spot on all the way through the game. 
All right, Chris Bazio joins us, author of a no-hitter, of course, a longtime pitching coach too, a World Series champion with the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Back to the perfect game last night. You know, David Cohn, I mentioned, he was the last Yankee to throw a perfect game 24 years ago. Uh, I know Cohn, you know, talks about, hey, there, he had a 33-minute rain delay in his perfect game. And last night, even though we didn't have rain in Oakland, you had a long delay after the Yankees had what a big fifth inning in the in the top half, and so then Herman had to go out to the bullpen and throw because you know he, he didn't want to have that long wait. And like you said, you know you want to have that motion, you want to have that rhythm, you know, going. And then also the A's had a pitcher hurt, so then there was extra time that was given to them. I believe it was like a twenty nine minute delay in between those innings for him to go on out. How much of the factor is that for a pitcher? And during the case of your no-no, any type of delays or uh, that for you, or everything was just smooth sailing from that first inning on? You know, after the first inning, everything kind of went pretty quick. We'd, we'd scored, put up a couple of innings with some crooked numbers. So, I mean, I think we, you know, we got seven, and it, and it felt like 15. Right. You know, just by the way the game was going. And you make, you make a great point. I mean, I remember being the pitching coach in Chicago, how much of an advantage it was to have the bullpens on the field because of that. And back then, we scored a ton of runs in 16. I can remember a couple of times our guys going down there and, and throwing. Now, the, they have batting tunnels that are underneath a lot of the clubhouses where guys can go in and throw underneath. But having a bullpen mound on the field like Oakland does, I, I believe they're the only ones right now. They are the that only have ones. a bullpen right. on the field, right? Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's 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 an advantage, especially in a game like that where long innings or guys get hurt. So like, I think that was that was huge because I again you you don't know, but what's going to happen if he's not able to do that? Because they don't have a tunnel that's readily available in Oakland for those guys to go swing at, you know, that's underneath where he can go throw. Right. And uh, they're still charging a, a, a dollar in the uh, Coke machine there, uh, as uh, David Justice <laughs> will tell you from Moneyball, which was on last night, boss. How crazy is this? I, I, I see a little bit of the, this game. It was 11 to nothing Yankees over the A's. And then I flipped the channel's Moneyball. And I'm going, oh, okay, yeah, I'll hang for this scene. And I don't know about you. I, you know, I, I get some of these movies, man, especially like Pulp Fiction and some of my other favorites, and I, and I can't turn it off. And then I go, hey, there's this 11-run thing again. Remember when the A's in 2002 had this streak of, of winning 20 in a row? You remember that very well, right? And Absolutely. then it was 11-0. to nothing. The A's were winning that game to tie the record. And next thing you know, they're playing Kansas City, and Kansas City comes back and ties it up 11-11. to And your boy Scott Hattenberg hits a homer uh, in the bottom of the ninth for the A's to win that thing 12-11. to But... I'm, I just got to see an eleven nothing game in Oakland, and then I'm watching Moneyball, and that eleven nothing lead turned into eleven to eleven, twelve eleven. It was a lot of elevens yesterday, man. It's kind of kind of crazy. It's ironic that how <laughs> all that stuff happens. It really is. I mean, I saw the Moneyball was on here too, and I I thought the same thing. It was like, what is it, what is the chances of this? Oh, it's too funny. But anyway, so back to that. So that delay, though, I mean, say in in that inning, by the way, the Yankees scored six runs 
five hits, and there were two Oakland errors in, in that inning. Like I said, a half hour in between Herman going out. Is that a major factor for a pitcher? You know, I always put the line at 40 minutes. Okay. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of our guys are heated up. If it was cold weather early in the season, I, I drop it down to 30. But normally these guys are pretty loose and they stay loose because of, I mean, you got, you got hot pads, you got cold pads. There's a lot of different ways to be comfortable and not a better place to pitch in the world to me than Oakland because of the, the condition. You get that marine layer at night. It's just so comfortable. I think he was fine, especially pitching in Oakland. Somewhere else might be a different story. High humidity, you know, higher temperature, lower temperature. But out there, you know, you're a Northern California guy. That, that temperature last night was perfect. Yeah. 70, 72 degrees. So, hey, Boz, let's, let's don't forget for a pitcher too about the hundred yards of foul territory. It helps a pitcher pretty good too, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't have a better ballpark to pitch in. He he definitely had a role last night. Yeah, no doubt. Chris Bazio joins us. All right, man, you called it. I'm always praising you, man. Called it before the season started. Said that the pitchy pitchers were gonna. Uh, more and more injuries were going to happen this year because of this pitch clock and all this other nonsense. We're seeing it, man. And we're seeing not only pitchers with injuries, we're seeing high ERAs. Uh, it's craziness, man. Um, you called it. That's all I got to say. Is it, is it well, worse than you thought? Is it worse than you thought? It's, it's starting to be. You know, it's, it's pretty sad when you're losing some of the arms that you're losing. And now to see some of our best pitchers um, just get their lunch handed to them, you know, it's crazy. I, who's going to win this thing this year? Because the guys that are supposed to be producing at the top level of these rotations really aren't, and some of these other teams are starting to hang around. And it's, it might be one of those years. I don't know. It might be, it might be Tampa Bay's year where finally they break through. Because I, I don't know, I'm a couple more injuries, and this thing's going to get really, really bad. And uh, a lot of these organizations that they're just not that deep. They really aren't because they've traded away a lot of their top arms or prospects already. Not a lot they can do. Let's talk a little bit about uh, this. Is going to tie into the pitching right here. Uh, Justin Verlander, fantastic with the Astros, as we know, goes to the Mets. Talked about this in the beginning. Kind of had a feeling is not going to have that same magic, especially you know coming off uh, more arm injuries. And then Max Scherzer, uh, both these guys struggling. The Mets downright pathetic right now. Seventeen games out of first place. Their owner Steve Cohen calls a press conference yesterday and basically saying, "Hey, season's not over, but yeah, it looks like it's pretty much over." And now we know that uh, Scherzer could actually be on the move. I don't know if they would move Verlander as well. But give us your thoughts, man. You know, you know this team pretty well. These New York Mets, man, they spent a ton of money, just about more than anybody out there, maybe them and the Padres. And there's another team, we can talk about them too, just downright awful. It's unbelievable to see what's happened to the Mets. I mean, they got off to a, a decent start without Verlander in the rotation. And now to see where these guys are at, I mean, 
I mean, they're going to have to play 20 games over 500 just to have a chance, just to have a chance to, to get one of the playoff spots. And it, I think you're going to see a fire sale. Um, I think you're going to start to see a lot of their guys, you know, that are going to be, you know, try to be traded. And what's going to happen, the Mets are going to have to eat some money. But I think this is going to be a wild uh, summer uh, right before the trade deadline because there's going to be a lot of names out there. Um, you know, watch for, you know, a couple of guys from Detroit, uh, guys from the Mets. You know, some of these teams that are literally, you know, out of play. I, I think this is the year where they're going to unload and uh, somebody's, Somebody's going to pick up a couple of good arms or maybe a couple of good bats along the way. And I, I think there's going to be a one big shocker in there too. Um, it's just, it's just lining up that way, you know, and it, it usually happens this way when you don't have a definitive club, you know, running out there, Tampa Bay. I mean, they were running out there like crazy and all of a sudden, you know, everybody in the division is over 500. I mean, Tampa Bay is still going to be there, but that American League East, I, I, I wouldn't spend a dime of my money betting on any of those teams because I don't know who's going to come out of there, TC. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And I'm still holding out a little bit of hope for uh, you know Toronto, thinking they may come out of there. And you know, I was mentioning this earlier tonight. You got Chris Bassett, you know, pitching tonight, and I, I just can't you know, figure out this guy started off pretty good, and but he's just been downright awful. And we know that, you know, the rest of their lineup is pretty healthy. You finally got Springer and Bichette and, you know, now you got Brandon Belt there. They're pretty healthy, but man, I'm afraid to bet on Bassett because this guy is, he's just given up, you know, five, six, seven, eight runs a shot over the last, you know, four or five starts. What do you make of him? I, I don't know. I, it's almost like he's got something going on with his arm because it's, it's just doesn't have the life. Um, you know, he's not a ground ball guy. He's more of a fly ball guy. That's not a good, good mix, especially pitching up in Toronto. But one of their, is it Manoa who's down there on an A ball rehab or? <laughs> right, right. You told me I gave up 11 Ernie's or something? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Two days ago. That's, that's, that's got to be promising for them, knowing <laughs> that one of their studs gave up 11 to a bunch of pre swinging A ball guys. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, insane. He's 25 years old, too. And he's uh, on a rehab assignment, and it's like, well, okay, he's not ready. It's it's crazy what we're seeing here now. You know, Bassett. I you know again, not this is I'm not making a joke. I mean, remember he got hit in the head with the line drive. Was it last year, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. like, you know, you've played that position. You know it better than anybody. I mean, once that happens to you, I I don't know, man. You know, it's hard to block out, right? I mean, you go something like that. I mean, that's 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 almost like a. A, a travesty or near death experience sometimes. I mean, taking, you know, line drive to the head. You know, they've, they've had some injuries, but everybody has injuries. But I, I think there's something going on there with Bassett because the ball's just not coming out like it normally does. I mean, this guy can pitch. We've seen him do it with the Mets. We saw him do it earlier when he was with the A's before he got traded. It happens sometimes. I mean, he's, he's had some, he's had some really good years. You know, maybe, maybe he needs a little bit of a break on that arm. But normally when, when guys are really struggling like this, um, 
there's usually some injury stuff going on in there, and I'm not going to use that excuse for Verlander. I mean, he's pitched decent, hasn't gotten a roll yet, but again, we haven't even gotten to July yet, and some of these guys could turn the month around and win three or four games in the next month, and, and then the next time we talk, we're talking about another pitcher. It's yep. just the way the season goes. There's ebbs and flows. Um, that's why I love the game of baseball because it's so long and grueling. And, and guys we talk about now, I mean, we might be talking about her mom in two weeks getting sent down or sent out on a, sent down to rookie ball for the same exact thing. You know, it's, it's just the way the game goes and you just got to roll with it. Hey, we saw it with Reed Detmers last year. Remember with the angels? Through a, Absolutely. Through, through a no-no early on, boom, and then, then he goes down. Next thing you know, ZRA's around eight. So it, it is, it's a crazy game, man, but we love the crazy game. Brother, we appreciate the time, man, uh, as always. Um, glad to hear you're doing well. I want to get you to Vegas here, man, as, as soon as possible, man. So summertime, great time to, to come on out here, man. So let's, uh, let's figure out a time. You can come on out and uh, we, can go, we can go wine and dine at one of your favorite places. Well, I appreciate it. You know, just to be able to hang out with a Hall of Famer <laughs> like you would be awesome. There you go, brother. brother right back at you. You know. All right. Take care, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Take it easy. There Bye-bye. it is. Bazio, my guy.